Welcome back, everybody, and thank you for joining me on my adventure through the Mega Man series. If you've been here before, I am going through all 11 original Mega Man games. Yes, not just Mega Man 1, not just 2, 3, 4, but all the way to Mega Man 11. And I am talking about my journey through the Mega Man series. In the past, we've already covered Mega Man 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, and 6. And today, we are continuing that with Mega Man 7 and 8. It is something that I've always wanted to do, is go through all 11 original Mega Man games. I've been a fan of Mega Man, but have only really finished Mega Man 3. But now, I'm going through all of them. So, come with me as I talk about my journey through the Mega Man series. Continuing with Mega Man 7. So, going into Mega Man 7, I'd already gone through the original six Mega Man NES games. And don't get me wrong, I loved my journey through all of them. That art style, that 8-bit Mega Man art style is classic. It's loved for a reason. But continuously going through the first six Mega Man games so far this year, I started kind of wanting a change. So I was looking forward to going into Mega Man 7 because it's the first Mega Man game for the Super Nintendo, not including Mega Man X, which is a completely different style compared to Mega Man 7 or the original Mega Man games. Very similar, of course, but Mega Man X is a whole different ball game for a lot of people. But this did come out right after, I want to say when Seven Mega Man 7 came out, Mega Man X2 was already out, I believe. But for me, personally, already going through the original six, I just needed that change. I was looking forward to that change. I just wanted something different from what I previously played through all six of the NES games. Because as much as I love them and I had a great time, yeah, I just needed that change. I just needed that, the, the change up already. Jumping to the Super Nintendo, we're getting more into 16-bit sprites, more color, use, use of the uh, Super Nintendo sound chip, and especially going through more of a, let's say, a more story-based. There was story sprinkled throughout the Mega Man games in the NES, and you were seeing more of it in like Mega Man 5 and 6, but uh, this one was, of course, continuing the story going through Mega Man 6 going into 7, but continuing it in the last game, Dr. Waiwi, Mega Man sent him to jail, but in 7, guess what? Dr. Waiwi escapes jail. But again, this is the first Mega Man for the Super Nintendo, traditional Mega Man, for the Super Nintendo. And very different art style, a bit of a larger sprite compared to the NES. A little bit more detail, a little bit more color. Starting off with it, we kind of had a, like a, a little introduction cutscene with Roll and Otto. And, you know, it's a little introductory level in that one. But then we get introduced to some new characters, Bass and Treble. Bass, which has more capabilities just like Mega Man, 
and his uh, wolf robot treble. So you get introduced by them, and then from there, you start off your adventure defeating the eight robot masters. But this was a little bit different in the Super Nintendo version. In the Super Nintendo version, you're starting off with four. You don't have all eight characters on the screen like the previous games. You just start off with four, which I found to be, you know, not a huge change, but something I wasn't really familiar with playing the past ones. So it was interesting to just start off with those original four, four robot masters first and not seeing the remaining four because usually it's traditionally eight characters. Luckily, there's the original eight robot masters and going through the game, it feels different. It doesn't play different. You have your traditional slide charging your buster, but come to find out that it's actually not the buster charging is not as good as the original ones they kind of made it a little bit less strong compared to the previous games which i didn't notice as much because you're just so used to going through the other Mega Man games and charging up while you're running or going through the level that i didn't really notice it but i did feel it you know i just assumed like oh okay these 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 enemies are just taking a bit more to take out but actually it's just that you're a bit more weaker in a sense that actually your little uh lemon pellets where, where fans call it the lemon pellets are actually better than actually charging it up so that was kind of interesting to find out after the fact but i did kind of felt it but didn't really think much of it so i guess it just really didn't bother me as much uh, compared to other Mega Man games, the music, you know, we're going, we're getting into the world of the SNES chip, which was a better chip, and nothing really stood out to me eh, soundtrack-wise. There were a few songs that, like, sounded really nice. I remember uh, I was streaming this, of course, on my Twitch channel, because I'm going through all these games streaming on my Twitch channel, and Bethel, he liked a few of the songs that were being, were being played in it, and he was wondering if it was the same composer of the original like Street Fighter 2 soundtrack. I looked it up, but she wasn't the actual composer to the Mega Man 7 soundtrack. But there were a few songs interesting, you know, it was a, it was a nice change up from the NES, but not as, nothing was tapping my foot. You know what I mean? There was nothing that really stood out as much. Going back to the bosses. The first four bosses that you encounter are Freeze Man, Junk Man, Burst Man, and Cloud Man. It's not straightforward when it comes to the bosses, but I did notice that this one had some uniqueness to uh, the level design when it came to bosses. After you finish the first four Robot Masters, you go to Dr. Light's laboratory, and he lets Mega Man know that Dr. Waiwi is attacking the robot museum where Dr. Waiwi steals the original Guts Man robot, takes him, and you have to fight a mid-boss, which is a Mash Man. And during that battle, you go back to Dr. Light. He kind of talks about how Base and Trouble aren't really bad guys, and they end up getting damaged that I remember, and Dr. Light kind of repairs them. So from there, you continue and you fight the next four robot masters, Spring Man, Slash Man, Shade Man, and Turbo Man. I do not know why I didn't catch it. Maybe I did. I gotta look back on the stream. Maybe I did catch it, but I don't know why I didn't think Turbo Man doll 
when I was uh, streaming it. So I probably missed out on that joke. Kind of upset, a little bummed out about it. One thing I did uh, forget to mention that with moving over to the Super Nintendo, Mega Man was able to take advantage of using the left and right trigger. So instead of having to pause your game and then change your weapons that you get from the Robot Masters, you can actually just switch between them with the left or right trigger. So if you remember the color to the Robot Masters that you're using, you can switch to their weapons and then use their weapons, which with how busted the Buster Cannon is, it actually makes the Robot Master weapons that much better because of how not great charging and shooting the little lemon pellets are. So that was kind of like pretty much a positive of doing that. But with anything, once you beat the four original Robot Masters, oh no, Bass and Treble are actually bad guys. And they um, attack Dr. Light. And because of that attack, Mega Man's like, fuck you, I'm Dr. Wiwi, you you created Bass and Treble, that's how you find out, and now you're off to get your revenge, so it's Wily Castle again. So you go to Wily's castle, and you do the traditional stuff. You do the traditional stuff of uh, fighting through the levels, fighting through mid-bosses, then having to go through the original eight bosses again that you've already played through with all your abilities. Again, going through Mega Man 7, you can get some of the rush abilities, especially the jetpack and everything. And I did notice that level design in the game really did focus around whether it was the Robot Master weapons or even the rush abilities. It Not that you needed to, but you could... A lot of the things you can get access to, like secret rooms or, or reaching areas, it was really pushing to use either the Robot Master weapons more in certain areas in the level or the rush jet a lot of stuff just seemed like you had to use these to progress and i kind of like that because i don't i tend to have a bad habit a really bad habit of never using any of the um, master robots weapons that you attain which is weird because i think it's just something i grew up with playing through Mega Man 3 is even though you have the the master robots abilities their weapons that you you when after you defeat them you can't it's not unlimited it will go down um, the energy tanks that you have to use that weapon so sometimes you can run out of it and I think it's just growing up of like having that OCD kind of like a hesitation of like what if I need this weapon later and I wasted uh, all the ability uh, energy and now I'm stuck and I'll make it harder for myself when really you're kind of given a lot of the little energy not energy tanks but the energy pellets to fill them back up so I gotta get better at that <laughs> in future games I just don't take advantage of it that's just how that's how I've always played and it's 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 bad to it's not bad but I can't shake that habit you know you probably with anybody you have like a habit of how you play certain games but I just can't shake it so one of the biggest things coming out of playing through Mega Man 7 is I get to the end fight with Dr. Waiwi. Here's the thing I did not know. I should have known. But there's nothing in, in the game that I've noticed. I don't really explore anything because in the middle of like every time you defeat a boss or anything, you can buy stuff from auto or enroll in Dr. Light's lab like more energy tanks more more upgrades things like that nothing nothing too crazy but you can get certain things i never even that i don't take advantage it's just off to the next boss off, off to the next boss the next boss and i 
did not have any energy tanks with me whatsoever. I think I only had like one or one. I believe it was one. And then with the final fight of Dr. Wily, it took me two hours to defeat him. It took me repeated deaths back and forth over and over and over again to just defeat Dr. Wily. And if it wasn't for Beanwagon90 in the chat, I, I probably wouldn't have finished the game. And learning from this person, this is one of the harder Dr. Wily fights in the whole series. I'm not joking. Even after beating this game, I, I don't watch anything. I don't like to know anything about the games ahead of time, but I like watching like speed runs after beating a Mega Man game just to see like, oh, what could I have done better? How do they go through the game faster? And across the board, this is the hardest Dr. Wily fight. And I beat it with the least amount of stuff, even Beanwagon90 told me I've never seen anybody have the least amount of stuff as you. He helped me by letting me know certain things, like letting me know, like if it wasn't for his help. So this is this is what happened. Like you have usually two forms, and the second form of Dr. Wily is usually the most not generic, but you're used to this certain form. But the first form, he's like in this skeleton robot head, and he's kind of walking back and forth and attacking. And the first couple of times, I'm able to whittle him down and get to the second form. But I kept dying. But it's weird. Like, I would go through it. The first form would give me trouble as much as the second form sometimes. I don't know if it was like due to being tired and it being late and taking like fucking two hours. It, it just got annoying. But the second form, he's in his little kind of alien hovercraft pod, Dr. Wily always does, and shows up. In different locations like he'll disappear and he could show up in like the upper right corner or the middle middle or bottom right upper left lower lower left whatever it's all random in certain spots not only that so he shoots out three blasts but they're all random from what i noticed the first three is an electric one that'll shock you the second one is an ice one which will freeze you and the third one is a fire one which will burn you and then he has a fourth attack that he does sometimes, mostly all the time, which will shoot a beam, a ball of electricity to the floor, and it'll shoot off on th uh, both sides, and you can get hit by that. So not, it's not only just three, but it's the fourth attack too. If you get hit by the electric shock, it'll shock you, and it'll take a couple of health points. The ice one will freeze you and bring you down, and you're kind of stuck for a little bit. But the worst one is the flame ball, the fire one, because it will consume you and just keep taking fucking damage. It was annoying. It fucking sucked having to dodge it. So for two hours, I'm dodging, moving. As time goes on, I'm learning. It's better to get hit by the electrical one because no matter what, sometimes I, I could dodge it and other times I can't. I couldn't dodge nothing. It was, it was horrible. If I saw the electrical ball, and sometimes it wouldn't be electrical balls. Sometimes it would be ice and fire. If I saw the electrical ball, since that was fast and quick, I would purposely get hit by it. And then anything else would just dodge me because I would have like that moment of invulnerability. But if I got hit by ice 
and then I, if I remember correctly, a fire one would hit me, I'd get consumed by that. So not only would I lose health with ice, I would get fucked up by fire so bad. So it was better to get hit by electricity because then nothing would hit me. So I would be praying for the fucking electrical ball to hit me just because it would just get like it would take the least amount of health. But Jesus Christ, not as worse as the ice or the fire. It fucking dude, it fucking sucked. It, it was goddamn horrible. If it wasn't for Bean Wagon, if it wasn't for Bean Wagon to tell me that one of the abilities, I forget, I forget what it was, but they looked like two, like they were like two little ball spheres that would bounce. It didn't really have that much distance, so I never really used it as much. But Bean Wagon asked, hey, can I help? Can I ask you something? Can I tell you something? And I said, yes, dude, tell me anything. They told me, if you, it doesn't tell you in the game, but you can charge it up. And then if you hold up, it bounces high. So if Dr. Waiwi is in the top right, I could just hold up, already have my charge ready with that uh, attack of like shooting the two balls off to the side. It would reach it almost like 90% of the time, reach and hit. I wouldn't have to wait till Dr. Waiwi showed up like below me to hit. Not only did it help me on that, but I wouldn't have to constantly dodge and just just die completely with with the other shit that I had to avoid. Two hours, two fucking hours, and I did it. After two hours, I did it. And Bean Wagon was like, I never saw anyone do that. I never saw anyone do that and not have like more than two energy tanks. I think I had two or just one energy tank. And Bean Wagon told me that it was the hardest boss in the whole Mega Man series. And to cut to find out two in a speed run, them saying that like, yeah, this is like the hardest Wily because it's just, I think of the cheapness. I was like, I can't, I can't even believe I did it. But it was so annoying. It was so <laughs> fucking annoying. And after I beat it, I was just like, oh, geez, I'm done. I'm done. I'm not done with playing the rest of the Mega Man games, but. Two hours, man. Two hours in that Dr. Wily fight. I never had to deal with anything like that. And then just having to dodge and figure shit out and praying to get the electrical ball just to hit me so that the other ones, because th those other ones, the other, the ice and the fire just took too much damage. Too much freaking damage, dude. <sighs> but yeah, it was crazy. After that, you captured Dr. Wily. Mega Man's like, I should have fucking, I should fucking kill you. I'm not gonna let that. Mega Man was gonna kill Doctor Wily, dude. Mega Man's like, no, fuck you, dude. I'm not, I'm not gonna make the same mistake twice. And Mega Man's ready to kill, kill the shit out of Doctor Wily. But no, Doctor Wily gets away because of uh, base and treble. And then, uh, yeah, that was the end of a uh, Mega Man Seven. <laughs> Doctor Wily escapes again. Out of all of them, you know, it, I wanted to change up. Um, it's not horrible, but it does feel it feels a little different compared to the tightness of the original six. I was waiting for that change. You know, I needed that change. Not only in vi I mean, like mostly in visuals, you know, I wanted to see what the Super Nintendo brought to Mega Man. And it didn't besides visuals. I don't think it brought much. I think it kind of pulled back more when it comes to gameplay and feel not not horrible but not great yeah visually is what i i mostly liked about it and as much as shitty as as that final boss fight with dr Wiley was 
it's a story you know it's a it's a fun story to tell for for this for this recap you know for the going through the Mega Man games but damn dude that was such a pain in the ass and I, I can't thank Bacon Wagon 90 enough for helping because if they didn't if they didn't help me I don't even know if I would have beaten it I wouldn't have known about charging and hold. I had to hold up, so I had to not only charge and hold up with using that weapon, so that it could bounce higher and reach him. I would never have known. The game doesn't tell you. Now, is that bad? Is that bad game design, or is that just how classic games? Is that how games were back in the day? Like, hey, you figure it out, or it's you talking on the playground with your friends, like, oh, you can do this, or read it on like Nintendo Power or whatever. I don't know. I don't know why it was like that, but that was something man Mega Man 7 is is not a Mega Man game that I'll be forgetting anytime soon now it's on to Mega Man 8 so just like the SNES Mega Man we got update to the graphics compared to like NES but Besides the Mega Man X games, there was only one traditional Mega Man for the Super NES. So the next title to come out, which was Mega Man 8, that one came out for the PlayStation and the Sega Saturn. Now it's been talked about that the Saturn version is the better version because it has more, more animation and character movement. Graphically a bit better, which the Saturn was known to be better for like 2d sprite games which uh this Mega Man game was a sprite game but playstation was better overall in 3d polygonal gameplay so where the saturn's weakness was the 3d polygon games where they focused more on like having a system that had more ram to do better like 2d sprite games the playstation was better with the 3d uh, polygon games so it's always been debated that that one's the better one the saturn i have options to play either the playstation or the saturn one i ended up choosing playing mega man 8 on the anniversary collection which the only reason i chose to do that was because it had a uh, save states and that's the reason why i chose to play the super nintendo so i ended up going with that one but i was really looking forward to playing this playstation 1 version not only for the sole fact that this had anime cutscenes, so that was what was really cool going from a cartridge based game with the Nintendo and Super Nintendo, but now going on disc based games that were able to play like FMV videos, we had full fledged anime cutscenes in Mega Man 8. But not only that, I've been looking forward to this since the start of this journey, since the start of this playthrough of Mega Man. If you've been here with me recapping all of the games, you've constantly heard me say Dr. Waiwi because this is where the term Dr. Waiwi comes from. Because look, those anime cutscenes are awesome, but the dialogue used with the voice work is so atrocious that it's amazing. So exciting. This is how it sounds. Whoa! Yeah, you have to take care of this some other 
don't run away, coward. You'll pay for this insult. I'll be back. And not only that, but when Mega Man talks to Dr. White, this is where we get the famous Dr. Wily. You must recover all the energy immediately, Mega Man. But where is Dr. Wily? That's a good question. We may be able to locate another energy emission from the radar room. When we find that media, we'll find Dr. Wily. So I've been waiting to get to this. I've been waiting and all of it doesn't disappoint because I know the traditional Dr. Wily and the way Mega Man sounds like really high pitched voice kind of his tone. Even though it's not great, it's just kind of early staples of dubbed anime at the time and especially how like games were back when it was like full voice recordings in English or just voice recordings in general. We're just getting the stepping stones of like improving on that. But you can't doubt the magic that came from this. So I was looking forward to streaming that. I was looking forward to finally playing through it and actually like finally seeing these cutscenes because these anime cutscenes are well done and amazingly drawn. So to see that like growing up as a kid, playing through the Mega Man games, and I'm pretty sure people playing through it, going through that Super Nintendo, and then jumping into the disc-based format and seeing these scenes, like everything you had imagined in your mind, just fluidly drawn and hand animated on actual little FMV video, beautiful. We also get improvement in the sound because now we have CD-based quality audio. So yes, everything was great from like NES and Super Nintendo, but now we're getting CD quality music. And the music for Mega Man 8, not bad. There's some good tracks, but I hate to say there's just nothing that tops anything. I, I know I sound like a broken record going through these ones, but like it's hard to top a lot of that 8-bit stuff. There are some great tracks still throughout this. Now that we're in a more improved console, we're going from 8-bit, 16-bit, now to 32-bit. Uh, you have much more fluid animation, especially in the Sega Saturn version, but better sprites and more detailed sprite, especially like when it comes to enemy and world design. There's a much bigger pa color palette that the developers can use and also fluid animation. Again, more fluid animation in the Saturn version, but the PlayStation version isn't that bad. To where in the last game, Super Nintendo, Mega Man was a bigger sprite. In this one, it kind of brought, it shrunk down Mega Man more to its like traditional look and size. Not the look of the 8-bit, but a more improved size, but nothing too large. It just seemed overly large in the Super Nintendo version for Mega Man. But again, it was a different look. It was a, a I liked the look, didn't love the look. I, I enjoy the look more in Mega Man 8. So we have our traditional, you know, using the buster, shooting the lemons, being able to slide, being able to charge, all the traditional Mega Man stuff. But now we have more buttons with the PlayStation or Sega Saturn controller. So now not only can you you know, switch to using the master robot's abilities, you also have a button to shoot your regular pellets. So you don't have to shoot, go back to Buster if you wanted to use traditional Buster shots. You can use both in unison, which is really neat, depending on what weapons you're, you're trying to use. So it's actually learning from the previous game and adding more quality of life changes as the series has gone on, and especially a change from the Super Nintendo one going into the more 32-bit uh, era of Mega Man. So you get a lot of unique bosses unique level designs much more animation much more things just I, I remember playing through it and especially going through clown man stage there's just so 
much vivid color but so much animation so many characters on screen that it got kind of overwhelming that i remember i remember being super overwhelmed on what to do or where to go it felt like the level design where you're used to like going from left to right going up or down sometimes there was so much on screen i i kind of got in the loss not like in, in a puzzle way or in a maze way but just like oh am i supposed to go over here am i supposed to go over there there's things in my way there's things in the foreground and in the background so it got kind of muddy especially in the in the clown man stage but as before it's starting off with just the first four robot masters and just like in the super nintendo version starting off with the four robot masters you beat it and continue on with the next four robot masters we have cutscenes throughout the game not a ton of cutscenes anime cutscenes but cutscenes in the beginning the middle and the end after Mega Man defeats the four robot masters he returns to the lab and brings Dr. Light the energy cores he retrieved Dr. Light examines them and realizes they are a powerful form of energy which Dr. Waiwi must not have in his possession after they leave the lab the robots awaken and see the energy cores becoming enraged and flies off into the distance Mega Man follows him to a mine shaft on the other side of the globe after battling the robot Proto Man shows up and tells Mega Man that Dr. Waiwi's new fortress Waiwi tower is just ahead Mega Man goes there but is captured by one of the Wily's giant robotic creations the robot saves him and introduces himself as duo duo explains to Mega Man that the purple orbs are evil energy and he has been traveling the universe tracking down the energy and trying to destroy it before it engulfs the entire world however Waiwi Towers has a barrier around it and is preventing him from taking out the source. Duo tells Mega Man to destroy the four other robot masters that hold the key to the barrier, Astro Man, Sword Man, Search Man, and Aquaman, while he collects and extinguishes the rest of the world's evil energy. So in the middle of that, that's everything that happens with a little cutscene and, and like you kind of earn it. So that's what's really cool going into this, having the FMV cutscenes like I was talking about, and you get like these snippets of like, Here's your hard work. Here's a cool little like two, three minute, mostly two minute little FMV sequence that you can watch. Kind of like a reward. To me, that was really neat seeing the progression from the older games going into this new one. We go through the next four Robot Masters. There was some cool change ups in this that you saw in previous Mega Man games, but I think they really focused on this in Mega Man 8 is two little separate segments that were in, I, I want to say like two levels each. But uh, the first one was basically a sled level, like sled sequence. So Mega Man's on a sled and you kind of have to jump, dodge things, destroy enemies. And at first I was like, oh, cool, so, uh, you know, Mega Man snowboarding. This is awesome. There are two segments where you have a sled option where, you, you know, it'll tell you when to jump, jump. And sometimes I'll jump, I'll miss it, I'll die inside the ditch or whatever those two segments at first i was excited like oh something different a change up into the Mega Man gameplay i fucking hated them <laughs> i hated them i had to i constantly died and had to restart over and over and over again so it was a cool change up but an execution for me not fun after like the 20th death but one of the newer moments which kind of harkened back to like Mega Man 2 but was much more I don't want to say fully realized, but something where they added more to it was they had shoot 'em up sections. And if you're not familiar with shoot 'em ups, it's where you kind of have your ship, or in this case, Mega Man. You're on rush and kind of like gliding up and down while there's enemies coming and you shoot them. Kind of like a shoot 'em up, like 
R-Type or any of those games. But what's neat is you'll be able to shoot these little blocks that give you up to four character assistant assisting characters. So you can like unlock auto and auto has like, I think it was like a grenade gun. So he'll be like following you while you're moving around. So he's extra firepower or the little, he's like a little guy that I think showed up in Mega Man 4 or 5. He's like the little red robot, tiny robot that like gives you like energy tanks or extra health or extra life. Uh, he helps with like throwing bombs and stuff. And then the bird, I forget the bird's name. So you have up to four. I forget what the fourth one was. I don't think I ever got good enough to get all four at once, but it was kind of fun little segments. You're fighting the enemies kind of, again, like a shoot 'em up. And then you fight one of the bigger enemies. So there was two segments, I believe that were in Mega Man 8 that actually like, it was a cool change of pace and like made it really fun to go through. So after defeating the four enemy bosses, beating the four enemy bosses and then fighting going to wiley's tower you do the traditional you know going through wiley's tower going through the levels fighting mid bosses then having to fight the eight robot masters that you already fought again with all your weapons and then finding two forms of dr wiley and the first form pretty easy if you know what to do second form like i said it's it's wily in his pod but it's nowhere near as difficult as the last one again like i said found out that in Mega Man 7 is the hardest wily boss when he's in his pod out of all of them and trust me when i saw him in the pod again i'm like this asshole this fucking guy i'm done i'm I, like i'm done seeing him in the pod but it was a thousand times easier it wasn't even that hard same patterns kind of like before but not the same flame ice and electricity i think it was just basically like only electricity was a down shot electric uh, that electrified the floor and then like orbs but you, there was no ice or fire that i remember so it was a breeze i probably died a couple of times but i did not spend two hours like i did before like geez man i would have hated to have to do that again but uh once you once the remaining robot masters are defeated Wily's tower barrier is lifted and Mega Man makes his way through it, defeating the hordes of robotic henchmen inside, including Base, who uses a piece of the evil energy to amplify his power, and ultimately the evil doctor himself. The evil energy is destroyed before it is allowed to spread throughout the world, but it manages to infect Mega Man before being destroyed, and Wily's newest compound is demolished with Mega Man inside, who is dying from the evil energy. Duo arrives, and seeing the goodness and justice in his heart cures him of the evil energy, eradicating the last remnants of the evil energy on Earth. Proto Man catches up to him. Duo then says that his mission is done and leaves, but not before asking Proto Man for a favor. Mega Man then wakes up in Dr. Light's lab and is reunited with Light. Roll and the others who tell him that Duo saved him, he then walks outside and finds Proto Man, who gives him a message from Duo. Thank you. So that is Mega Man 8. It was fun. I mean, I think out of what we played previously, out of everything else in, in the Mega Man series, Mega Man 7 and 8 were kind of the change up I wanted. Something different, something that just changed it up a bit, not only mechanically, but visually and Dude, with Mega Man 8 having the visuals and having the FMV cutscenes, I really like that more than 7. And 7 is only really bogged down by that last Dr. Wily enemy boss. And I don't know, it kind of bothered me how 
overly large Mega Man was in 7, but they were trying something different, you know. It's kind of hard to compete with that when the Mega Man X games, especially the first two, came out before Mega Man 7. So, you know, Capcom and Mega Man at that time were in a rough spot being compared to the X series. But with Mega Man jumping from the SNES going to the 32-bit consoles, I thought it was pretty cool. I liked it a lot. Uh, and I think what helped it was the FMV cutscenes. It just made it like exciting to get to them. Having those like two minute little scenes to just watch. Like I said, kind of like a reward. And when all said and done, it was fun. Like I said, there was only really one Mega Man for the Super Nintendo and only really one Mega Man for a 32-bit console. Where's the Mega Man series gonna go from here? Find out next time when I review my journey going through the Mega Man series. See you next time. <laughs>